Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we're going to explore one of our curriculum pieces. Let's discover what that is and start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Goes Hope Hopecast. This is Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the... Mm-hmm. We never did any sound checks or anything. Okay, let's try this one. I think he was going to ask something like that, but then we cut him off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Should we uh, wait uh, for uh, you to uh, start? Uh, Stop or just keep going? Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Equals H is a micro scholarship program that helps provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the purpose of this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador with the ministry. Because we couldn't do any of it. Any of it. Any of it. Any of it without our supporters. (laughs) So we want to keep you informed of what's going on. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this wonderful season of uh, Advent. Oh, Advent. Yes, we are in Advent already, right? Jorge, I'm so proud that you know what Advent is. Oh, I do know. <laughs> it is also part of, of my church and my church life, let's call it like Oh, that. good. Oh, good. This time of preparation and waiting. Um, and as we uh, are preparing ourselves mm-hmm. in this Advent season, there are some things that are part of our life and curriculum, so to speak, yes. here in Ecuador, part of what we do that we haven't had a chance to share on the show yet. So that's what we're going to do today. As we always talk about important things in our podcast, right? I think so. You do. <laughs> I hope so. We try to. <laughs> that, that is the goal. <laughs> but this time, this is one of the most important topics that we want to touch with everybody that belongs to the ministry. We talk um, about this with interns. We talk about this with teams. And I think at some point, we did talk about this with staff members. Absolutely. Right? With, with because our it's staff. part of the reality that we, um, that we live here in Ecuador, but it's also part of I think it sets the right scenario for us to start working and understanding what we are, what are we actually dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. are talking about privilege. Privilege. Now, I know um, that in the U.S., um, in recent months, years, mm-hmm. there's been a big conversation about privilege. Um, I want to say big, big privilege, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> racial issues and gender mm-hmm. issues and... Um, Education, like the like big, big, yes, that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, not exactly because, <laughs> um, because we like to put the word micro in front of uh, pretty much everything we do. Um, so this is about micro privilege. privilege. Um, and my nephew, I hope he listens to this because he likes to give me a hard, hard aunt Cameron, you can't just keep inventing words. I'm like, mm, yeah, well, yeah, well. I can <laughs> <laughs> in my world, in I my can. world, I can. <laughs> so, um, this. This is a curriculum piece that we mm-hmm. try, like you just said, we try to um, share everywhere 
every time we have the opportunity. Um, and and it really for me started uh, started in COVID. Yeah. Um, being at home and um, just just seeing the things that I take for granted. Yeah. That. I know and love so many who don't take the same things for granted. Absolutely. And before we um, get started, there are two things that I kind of want to say. The first is this is not about guilt. Absolutely, um, yes. When we talk about privilege and the micro-privilege and the things that we're going to kind of drill down on in just a few seconds, um, it would be really easy to just feel guilty. And they're like, oh my right. gosh, I can't believe I get to what fill in the blank. Um, but... I have I have seen in my life and being very susceptible to guilt <laughs> myself. Um, I have seen in in life that guilt is a pretty worthless emotion mm-hmm. unless you've done something wrong. Right. If you have hurt somebody, hurt yourself, like if if you have done grievous damage to somebody, then and you feel guilty about that. That's the conviction of the yeah. Holy Spirit, and that's the conscious. That's that's the Holy Spirit living in you, being like, "Hey, this is not how you're designed to live." Right. But we're not talking about that kind of guilt. No, <laughs> we're talking about the like, "I feel bad. I don't know what to do." Kind of guilt that doesn't doesn't really do much for anybody. Doesn't right. doesn't do a whole lot. That's a great starting point. I think for the topic that we're going to talk about this today. Every time we face something, we have to make a decision of how we're going to, what are we going to do after that circumstance, mm-hmm. right? So when something like the guilt comes to you, you have to make a decision of what are you doing with that and mm-hmm. identifying truly where is it coming from. Mm-hmm. So this is like a good starting point for us to talk about that. It, it, it is. And, and something that I'd like um, for those who are listening to hold in their mind as we walk through this is what is the difference mm-hmm. between entitlement and privilege? Right, right. Entitlement and privilege. So, okay, that being said that this is not about guilt, <laughs> and we want, we will get, we're going to circle back around to that, that question of entitlement and privilege. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to share just a little bit, a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> what a great curtain it is. Um, my, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye kind of the, there's a, a nicer way to say this, but the butt of an onion, yep. <laughs> like where the little roots come out, just like a purple onion. And maybe the last, if you chopped it up, might be the last teaspoon, mm-hmm. maybe last two teaspoons, just this little, the tiny end of an onion. And do you have that in your mind's eye? I do. Maybe the size of a, of a how do you say it in English? Clove of garlic. Clove. Uh-huh. Um, maybe two cloves of garlic, about that size. Um, and when we... Uh, do this in person. I actually have that yeah. picture, and you know where this is going. It's because I, well, first of all, I won the lottery in the mother in law lottery. <laughs> I, I have a fantastic mother in law. She is amazing and cannot cannot be more grateful for who she is. Mm-hmm. She's also my mother in law, so sometimes of course, she'll, she'll, she'll do things <laughs> that that might drive me crazy. But I'm sure I don't do anything that would drive her crazy. Oh, absolutely not. No, clearly not. <laughs> poor poor Mom Meche. <laughs> but Mom Meche, um, she, again, I won the lottery and she is at our house multiple times a week and she'll cook. Mm-hmm. God bless her for that. And Ecuadorians always, uh, it's not a meal unless yeah. you have soup. And so she'll do a lot <laughs> yeah. of soups. And I can't tell you how many times I've come into my house and found this little tiny piece of onion sitting on the counter. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why? 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 Why is this little piece of onion sitting on my counter? Because in my world and the world that I grew up in, mm-hmm. well, why wouldn't you just, like, that's a teaspoon or maybe two. Why wouldn't you just chop that up and put it in the soup? Like, the soup is very forgiving. Like, you don't, um, and so I began to to wonder about this onion. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, my mother-in-law grew up in a different time, in a different place, and you have to have soup. Again, you have to have soup to have a meal. And that little tiny bit of onion is enough to make soup the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like her safeguard of if we don't have an onion for tomorrow, we can still have soup and we still have what we need. And again, I, I don't know I don't know a time in my life that I didn't have access to an onion. Maybe I hadn't gone to the store to get it. Maybe yeah. I didn't have it or sitting on the shelf. To get it, or right? I'm just like, eh, I'll go without it just because I don't want to go get it, not because I couldn't go yeah. get it. Sure. And that just made me start thinking about what are the things that I assume or I, mm-hmm. I take for granted uh, that so many, again, so many people here I know and love don't. And I started creating this list, and I I don't mean it to be an exhaustive list because there's always going to be something else um, to add to it. But I share this list with with teams, and now we're going to share it on the podcast just as a just as a way to help people think and to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, we just came through the wonderful season of Thanksgiving and to and that that thankfulness, but these these little things so. Have I set the stage? Are we are yeah. we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and here are just in no particular order. Um, I'm going to run through. This is probably thirty or forty questions, but real quick. And some of these uh, you you might have in your life. Some of these things you might not have in your life. But these are things that caught my attention. Um, do I have running water in my house? Mm. Have I ever flushed a toilet? by pouring a bucket of water down the toilet? Has that been a normal part of my life? Do I have a washing machine? Do I have a dishwasher? Do I have a dryer? Do I ever run the water in my house to get it to the right temperature before I use it? Do I have more than one room in my home? Have I ever slept cold because I don't have any more blankets, not because... I just like sleeping cold. Do I have my own bed? Do I have my own room? Do I have my own sheets? Do I have more than one pair of sheets so that I could take some off and wash them and put other ones right back on? Um, I know plenty of people who just sleep straight in the mattress because they legitimately don't own sheets. Um, Is your bathroom connected to your home? If you do have running water, do you have it 24 hours a day? Uh, do you have hot water? Do you have hot water in your kitchen? Do you have hot water in your bathroom? Um, do you leave the water running when you're washing dishes? Taking a sharp right-hand turn. Do you have health care? Do you have health insurance? Do you know anyone who has health insurance? Do you have any other type of insurance? Do you have access to a doctor's office that has your personal medical records? Um, 
Do you unplug your charger or cords or lamps or microwave or toaster oven when you're not using them uh, in order to save, a, to, to save on your electric bill? I didn't even know that you could do that. <laughs> I always <laughs> wondered why people ran around and unplugged everything. I was like, it's so annoying. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Um, if you have a little of something like that onion, do you use it? Uh, or do you finish it off or do you save it for later? What do you do with the leftovers from your plate? Have you ever gotten up from a meal and said, oh, I'm so full as though to complain? How many pairs of shoes do you have? Have you ever worn your shoes long enough that they have sole, holes in the sole of your shoe? Um, what do you do with a piece of clothing that has a hole in it? What do you do, especially with socks with holes in it? Do you have any clothes that have holes in them from wearing them so much, not because you bought them <laughs> that way or <laughs> it's fashion? Uh, do you have a computer? Do you have a computer that's just yours? How many computers or electronic devices do you have or do you have in your home? Do you have internet in your house? Do you have a car? How many cars do you have in your family? Have you ever gone to bed hungry, not by choice? Um, have you ever been worried that you'll not eat tomorrow because you don't have the food or you don't have money to buy that? Have you ever gotten up still hungry from a meal and no more food was available? How many meals a day do you eat? Again, this is not by choice. This is <laughs> by necessi necessity. Um, how many of those meals have meat? How do you choose your meal? Is it what you're in the mood for? Is it based on nutrition? Is it based on what's available? Do you have enough dishes for everyone in your family to eat at the same time? Do you have extra dishes just for special occasions? Do you have aspirin or ibuprofen in your house, just a bottle of it ready to take if you ever need it? Do you have Band-Aids in your home? Do you have toilet paper in your house? Do you have paper towels? Um, have you ever taken a vacation? Have you ever been sick and unable to buy the medicine, even over-the-counter medicine? Do you own a suitcase? Do you own special clothes for special occasions, whether that's to sleep in <laughs> or to go to a fancy party in? Um, do you have school supplies at the ready in your house? Uh, do you or any other people, do you um, sometimes just pay for other people just because you feel like it? Or do you argue with somebody about who's going to pay for a meal? Do you have lamps? Do you have, a, do you have curtains? Do you ever make ice? What temperature do you keep your refrigerator at? Have you ever thrown pennies away because they're just a pain? Do you have a door to your own room? Um, have you ever had a birthday party? Hmm. Have you ever been given a birthday present? Do you have toothpaste? Those are all kind of physical, yeah. physical things. Um, we could certainly get into um, the psychological and this 
this spans all socioeconomic levels, mm-hmm. um, but the privilege of safety. Do right. you feel safe when you walk out of your house? Do you feel safe in your neighborhood? Do you feel safe walking into your house and who you're going to find there on a daily basis? Um, those are those are kind of tra- taking a left-hand turn um, from where the majority of these are. But this concept of there are all these things that I that I am so aware that I get to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you and I both know so many people that don't get to have that on a daily basis. Right. And they're not bad people and we're not bad people and they're not good people and we're not good people based on, on these things. It's just the thought process of, wow, what do I, what do I do with this? What do I do with this pretty stark disparity? Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, um, as I kind of have dived into this topic, Um, Going back to that question, what is the difference between entitlement Mm -hmm. and privilege? The difference is gratitude. The difference is thankfulness. The difference is, is knowing because if, if you're not grateful for what you have, then you can't like that, that is mine. You should give it to me. And I'm angry if you don't, but from a posture of thankfulness, I get to have toothpaste. (laughs) Yes. I get to have to have a bed. What a gift and a privilege. And we intentionally share this with teams. Again, this is not about guilt. <laughs> <laughs> this is about awareness and perspective. And there are kind of three things that we would encourage people to do with this. One is to take stock. Yeah. Name, name and tame the things around you that are privilege because that leads to two, which is that thankfulness that we are thankful for what we have. And that leads to three because thankfulness is the precursor to miracles. It is the precursor to being able to see what God is doing and how God is moving and how God shows up. Mm-hmm. And that might be a nudge from the Holy Spirit of you to like a nudge. The Holy Spirit is nudging you. You can't see me, but I'm trying to elbow <laughs> <laughs> or he took from across the table. Um, that nudge of, hey, m- maybe you can do something or be in relationship with somebody or support somebody in a way because you're so acutely aware of the things that you have right. to be thankful for. And and then it just makes, maybe the Holy Spirit's doing doing that, or maybe God's just going to show up in a way that you have no idea. But it we know that gratitude is the precursor uh, to miracles. And we even call the, um, in the Episcopal Church, yeah. got to bring it back around. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Episcopal Church, our, the Eucharist in the prayer book is called the Great Thanksgiving. And we give great thanks to God for what he has done that is the miracle of relationship with him mm. that we get to to celebrate and remember every time we do the Eucharist. Right. So there we have just a little a little tiny piece of right. one of the curriculum pieces that we do called called the privilege. Yeah. 
orientation. Something that I've learned with you and through you is that this micro privilege has to do with more than just material things, mm -hmm. and it's more rooted than you can imagine. Going back to the little onion and your mother-in-law, the example that you mentioned first, probably it's been years, probably decades, since the last time that Mameche actually went to that stage in life where you have to truly save things mm -hmm. because you don't know what you will have or not next morning. Mm -hmm. She's been out of that for years. Mm -hmm. But once you live this, This is so important in our lives because it marks us so deeply mm -hmm. that even though we're not in that space circumstance anymore, we still live as if we were, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. I think also has to do with brain has no memory. When you go through something, your brain decodes that information as if you are living it again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a difference. Like it's not here anymore. It's in the past. No, right. for you, it's still there even though you don't notice. So mm. this is very important because it's part of how we are wired, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. it changes the perspective that you have upon everything else. And one of the the things that, I, that I've learned along the way is when we recognize this and we want to be thankful, we want to put it into practice. Yes. We have this little voice in our head that says, oh, but you can't because that wouldn't be fair. What? Right. But it's so true. We, we have that, you know, if you ever had a lunch lady and there were brownies in the lunch counter, and if you go back to ask for a second brownie, they're like, no, I'm sorry, we can't give that to you because we don't have enough for everyone and that wouldn't be fair. And when we're dealing with, with this sort of situation, um, recognizing our privilege and being thankful and then maybe acting on the nudges or the mm -hmm. opportunities that God opens in front of us, I would encourage you and me and, and everyone listening that it's not as much about being fair as it's about being engaged. And again, that goes back to our relationship part, right? Like right. to respect the dignity of every human being, to be in relationship, we to embrace our humanity, that we are all on this planet Earth together and God really does love us all and right. part of loving us he sometimes uses our neighbor to speak into our life or provide for us or challenge us in a loving loving sort of way so to be engaged and not not have the i want to say the excuse of right. it wouldn't be fair mm. now if you're at a children's birthday party <laughs> and only half of them get yeah. the surprise and the other like the the regalito how do you say that in english the favor the party the favor, favor And only half the kids get the party favor and the other half. Yeah, no, that is a good time <laughs> to keep to that model of like, we need this to be fair. Right. But when we are responding to the work of the Holy Spirit and when we're responding in gratitude for what we um, have available to us, then we, you know, to be more engaged than worry about being mm. fair. A time and a right. place for each. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of the curriculum here in uh, Educational Hope in Ecuador. If yep. you would like to bring a team and uh, receive part of these conversations as a part of what you do, the work and ministry you do here with with the students, with their families, with their ministry sites. We would love to have you. We are looking at a pretty full summer this uh, this upcoming summer, 2023, but we do have mm -hmm. a few spots left. Yep. If you would like to come be a part of that, feel free to email Mimi 
email me, Cameron, <laughs> at educatefulshope.org. And if you would like to be a part of a micro scholarship um, sponsorship of one of our students, please go to the same uh, web address, educatefulshope.org, and you can find that Donate Now button. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Yes, we could not be able to do anything we do without all of your support in all of those different levels. So thank you for being there and see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.